You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, buddy? It's early right now when we're doing this. It's also kind of cold, but other than that, I'm, I'm chilling right now. Oh, man, I'm loving the cold, though. It's great. That morning chill, who really gets that really gets that feeling in your bones, man. <sighs> yeah, it definitely wakes you up when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, it does. Hey, so, Zach, what's been up recently, buddy? A uh, lot of work, a uh, bit of uh, D&D here and there. I'm mainly Ooh, just getting D&D. By. Yeah. I wish I could have made that session last night, but I uh, was busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't die, so. It was, oh, thank goodness. It's always a good session when you don't die. Oh, yeah. Those are always, those, those tend to be the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I got I got some pretty good matches this week. Zach, you told me you also have some pretty good matches this week. I do. So I'm... why don't we just jump right into it? I went first last week, so Zach, kick us off. Okay. Uh, man, do I want to give my best match first, or I want to give my uh, match that isn't the best, but uh, is pretty good first? Uh, we'll start with the pretty good one first, and we'll go from there. Okay. First match that I watched this week was Nicole Savoy versus Big Swole at Rise 6 Brutality. Oh, yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Nicole Savoy is also known as Lil Swole. Oh, God. She and Big Swole are friends, and they might be more than just that, but uh, that's what I'm going to go for for now. Two of them might have trained together, but they're good friends. Yeah. And uh, at the time, actually, this is when Big Swole was known as Ariel Monroe her okay. former ring name before she took on the name Big Swole, which you anyone who watches AEW knows that is what she goes by these days. Yes. In fact, I didn't realize that Nicole Savoy was a little swole until I saw a picture of her, like, not like with her, like, longer hair, and I realized, oh, shit, I watched a match with her with yeah. bi- with Big Swole. I didn't realize we, that. We also we saw Nicole Savoy at the collective. Uh-huh. I did not recognize her because my eyesight is shit, and her hair was really <laughs> short. Fair. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this should be fun. So <laughs> so when the match gets underway, I'll tell you this right now. Like, this match, the best way to describe it is is a fun-ass match. The match starts, and before anything, Big Swole's like, all right, all you need to know, all everyone in the ring, everyone in the crowd needs to know right now, this is Little Swole, I'm Big Swole. And the two of them then shook hands, and the match just kind of gets underway from that point. And the best way I can describe the opening por- this entire match really, but they mainly the opening portions, is two siblings that wrestling with each other, like two kids wrestling with each other. As in okay. the two of them are both grappling each other and each one getting an upper hand at some point. And the whole time the two of them are just having this nice friendly banter with each other. 
Like, Nicole's, like, saying, like, come on, Soul Battle, you've got it. And Soul's going, like, nah. And then she just, like, counters her. Which nice. I, I enjoyed quite a bit. There was this funny segment there where uh, Swole was in a submission. And the ref asked if she gave up. She replied, no, 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 no. And to which the ref then said to the crowd, no, 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 no. Which I thought was... <laughs> I was like, I'm like, good on you, ref. I was like, was good. No, 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 has been called. Exactly. <laughs> the, um... So, Savoy stays in control for a bit. It's a little bit back and forth. Savoy then gets a nice shoulder check on Swole after the two, uh are trying to Irish whip each other, and I, when she's on the ground, Swole gives her, like, the, all right, I see you, I see you. <laughs> she then nice. gets up, and after so, Nicole taunts her, she gets up and drop kicks her, slash hits her with a high knee. I couldn't f- tell which one this was, but it still looked cool. Okay. Then Big Swole suddenly hits her finisher from AEW, which is Dirty Dancing, on Savoy, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Because I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh. I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. She then, nice. um... Let's see. Is it, uh... It doesn't really do much to Nicole I have written down here, but then she... <laughs> Savoy boots Swole in the chest, and they two start to strike each other before Swole then hits her signature headbutt, followed by a knee strike to, uh, from Nicole, which I thought was, again, it's just cool to see uh, Swole use her signature and her finisher here without, like, any of it being, like, kind of like, you know, the finisher she's got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Nicole then hits her first suplex of this match, which I'm pretty sure I described here as a fisherman dragon suplex. Ooh. And that she, like, hooks Swole's knee, but she gets her, like, by her arms, and then she just suplexes her, which looks really Whoa. cool. And for That's all of wild. you that don't know, Nicole Savoy's nicknames are the Queen of the Suplexes, or the, uh, I believe it is the, um... I'm going to figure out the other th- the other nicknames. But uh, she's known for her suplexes, basically. Ah, I found it. I have this written down here. I'm smarter. The Sacramento Suplex Machine is the other uh, nice. nickname she goes by. Yeah, Very nice. I was, like, I was very happy to see her do some suplexes here. So, let's see. After that, Nicole's in control for a second or two, or very briefly, before Swole gets some distance between the two of them. There's then another funny swat where <laughs> Savoy runs at Swole while she's in the corner. And mm-hmm. Swole puts her hands up, and I think she's giving her, like, she's putting her finger at her. It's like she's pointing at her, right? And Savoy yells, this isn't Mario. I'm not a ghost. And then she runs at her, and <laughs> Swole yells, got him, and then kicks her in the face with a super kick, which I thought was just funny. To which then the announcer's like, she has done plenty of professional wrestling. She knows this is not <laughs> Mario. And I was just like, this is professional wrestling indeed. This is a good match. I'm enjoying myself here. Indeed. So then the two kind of go off for the side for a bit. Uh, I think if I recall correctly, Swole or uh, Savoy rolls out. The two of them kind of strike each other. And then Savoy chops Swole on the chest. And it's a loud-ass chop. It looked like it, it sounded like it hurt. And then there's this okay. just another fun segment where Savoy actually lets a kid in the crowd chop Swole. Which Swole sells and the crowd also sells. Like she did an amazing chop and I love that. It was just wholesome, honestly. Savoy then hits um, this... Really cool judo throw where she, like, uh, I don't know the actual name of this because I used to know this, but she, like, flips her so she's on her knees, right? And then she hits her with a knee strike to the face. Swole actually kicks out. Savoy then tries again, but Swole actually blocks it because she knows what she's going to try to do this time, like the throw itself, and then power bombs her, but she doesn't get the three. So it's, it's a cool segment. Swole then uh, works Savoy's arm for a bit before the two crossbody each other at the same time, and they kind of collide in the middle of the ring. You know the spot. Yeah, of course. The two then get up and start to exchange some strikes with Savoy coming out on top after she uh, kicks Swole in the head in the corner. Like, it's kind of like a roundhouse kick. 
Mm-hmm. She then hits the swole with a butterfly suplex. And I remember it impressed me since, um, oh, now I remember this. It's not just a butterfly suplex. It's a butterfly superplex. And a I remember butterfly superplex. Yes. That sounds like the name of like an indie band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when they did it, I was impressed because the two of them are really close to the ceiling when they did this. And I remember thinking to myself, you're not going to do a superplex. I'm like, you're going to kick the ceiling. And then they did it. And I was just like, all right, I'll shut up. <laughs> so Swole kicked out, and Savoy hits her with another dragon suit. You should have known after last week where you're like, they're not going to do that. No one ever does that. I, and then you, you got hit with the, they do this all the time. I know. It's just like I feel like I'm conditioned that I'm like, I think to myself, nah, you'll, you won't do this. And then it's just, no. Nah. And then they do it. Never they underestimate independent thing. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> They'll always do the thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So then um, Swole hits a big elbow, which uh, it was like a ru- it was like a running elbow or something like that, and then uh, kicks ar- Nicole's arm for a bit, and then she uh, pulls her to the ground. And um, <laughs> so she kicks her in the arm. She kicks her knees out, right? Mm-hmm. She then runs towards her, and she kind of pulls her face into the uh, mat, and she yells, the power of Christ compels you, Nicole, which I just <laughs> thought was just funny because <laughs> don't know why she said it, but it was hilarious in my opinion. Don't know why she said it, but she said it. It was funny. Savoy <laughs> then kicks out and then gets an armbar on Swole, which Swole gets out of. And then um, Nicole then hits a series of other strikes on her before she hits her with a German suplex again. Savoy then puts Swole in the uh, Savoy lock, or the Savile lock, my bad, and uh, submits her, actually. Oh. The two then hug it out. At the end of the match, nice. they kind of, like, raise each other's arms and... um. Overall, for this match, I think if I recall correctly, I gave it a met to a high met because while this match wasn't like a five-star classic, I just had a lot of fun with the match. It was wholesome as hell. It was just nice. Nice. I like it. Seems seems like a fun one. Uh, I really like that, you're, that uh, we're watching more Nicole Savoy after what we saw at The Collective, which was she had mm-hmm. an awesome match with Kimberly, yeah. uh, who, who, who we will actually get to later. Te- a, little, a, little, a little bit of a teaser. A little bit. Um, but yeah, it seems like it was a really good match. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, free on YouTube. Of course. Nicole Savoy versus Big Swole. All right. So for my first match, we're going back to an old uh, Indy Waters uh, little little uh, pool here that we always like to go uh, to sometimes. I know you're going with this. <laughs> Professional wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, Wow. I thought you were going to do Riptide because you said pool, so I was like, oh. Yeah, we got a little bit of professional wrestling right. from Hollywood. We've gone to this well a couple of times. Yes, we uh, have. We got a tag team match Ooh. between a team called SoCal Distancing, which is Andy Brown and Adrian Quest, I feel okay. versus Four Minutes of Heat, which is <laughs> Rock God Ricky Gibson and Rick Nasty Eddie Pearl. I don't know why his name. I don't know why Ricky uh, Eddie Pearl's nickname is Rick Nasty, but hey, Rick Nasty. Yeah. Uh, so it is a tag team match between the two of these teams, okay. and uh, it's it's it starts off. It's a lot of double team moves from uh from four minutes of heat. They have like this like old school like like a lot of their moves are named after like eighties rock and roll almost like oh, okay like they're like, like, like their big finishing move is called the power ballad oh okay so it's them it's them just hitting a bunch of double team moves like a lot in the in the beginning of the match like they're just like tagging in tagging out tagging in tagging out and just mm-hmm. like ripping apart adrian quest okay from so-called distancing and they 
like it's like weird because there's never really a hot tag. There's just like a like I, I think Adrian Quest just gets out at some point and tags in <laughs> Andy Brown. Okay, and it's like oh, I was like I was so hyped for like a hot tag to come, like, oh. and it just wasn't there. It was like so weird. Um, so there's a point where, like I said, it turns around where uh, Andy Brown comes in, mm-hmm. and then they start doing a lot of double team moves together. Okay, and they start working on Ricky Gibson's arm the whole match. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're setting up for a submission. Something's going on here. One of their finishers is probably a submission move. I haven't seen oh, any no. of these guys, so I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Okay, okay, I'm going uh, to hope for the best. Yeah, so this match keeps going on. They keep focusing on Gibson's arm. Uh, they get a little bit of they get a little bit of spots back and forth. Then there's like a weird commercial break in the middle. Oh, literally, like they, like it wasn't even like an ad, like a YouTube ad. It was just like pro wrestling from, or like pro wrestling from Hollywood just ran an ad in the middle of the match. <sighs> and I was like, oh, am I, I I didn't know I was watching WWE. Sorry. Uh, and they come back. And it's just like the match again, and then there's a big ref bump. Oh, the ref goes down. Uh, they, I think, uh, the guys from Four Minutes of Heat pick up Adrian Quest mm-hmm. on like one of their shoulders. Okay, and as he's trying to escape, he accidentally kicks the ref and knocks him out. Oh, okay. Uh, and and then the lights go out. What? Yeah, the lights go out, and uh. then when we come back. Seemingly nothing has changed, but then the ref stands up, and the ref has a mask and a crowbar. The fuck? And the ref starts beating down four minutes of heat with the crowbar. The ref the ref was aligned with so-called distancing, and then Ray Rosas comes out to help four minutes of heat. Oh, man. okay. A thir- a- another person comes out, and it's Ray Rosas, and he comes out to help four minutes of heat. Uh... So then this ref character who st- who was just beating down four minutes with a crowbar uh, gets knocked out by Ray Roses. And then Ray Roses takes on the rest of SoCal Distancing by himself. And then the ref comes – that ref guy comes back <laughs> with a bottle of chloroform Wait, and a towel. What? And puts Ray Roses to sleep. What? And then the what? video ends. What? <laughs> so there was no finish to this match. Wait. No, no, no bell ever rang to end this match. What? It just ended with the lights going out, a different ref being in the ring, attacking four minutes of heat, and then Ray Roses comes out to help four minutes of heat, to which he gets chloroformed. What? What is this match? I don't know, but now there's nothing. That was that was the end. The ending was the guy getting chloroformed. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to say about this one. Like it's just it was just so it was just like so bizarre to watch. Like the fact that there was just like a random commercial break in the middle. The fact that there was just like a whole non finish. The basically. ref chloroformed the guy like interfering, was, dude. It was so weird, and it was like a different ref. Like the ref wasn't the ref. Like when when the lights came, went out and came back on, it was like a different guy in a ref shirt. What? Yeah, like like it wasn't the same ref that was refing the whole match. It was just like a completely different dude in a ref shirt with like a mask on who just like happened to be working with uh. So uh, uh. So how this thing. What the fuck? 
I don't. I didn't. I was like, you so had, you had me so in the first weird. half. I'm not gonna lie with that match. I was like, <laughs> literally. Was like, I thought okay. it was. I thought I was gonna watch a nice normal tag match. You got, but no, I got swerved like four different times. You can never expect the chloroform. Okay, but. To give this match a rating, I'm just going to rate it based on the wrestling I saw, which was kind of a miss out, honestly. It oh, wasn't, really? I don't know. It wasn't anything. It didn't feel like anything special. Like, the wrestling just felt like a normal tag team match. Like, these two teams didn't do anything spectacular. They didn't do anything, like, neat. It was just, like, a normal back-and-forth tag team wrestling match, and then everything shit hit the fan, basically. Gotcha. Uh and that didn't save it for me. It just kind of made it worse because I was like, <laughs> oh, after all this, I don't even get a finish. Like, I just get a ugh. bunch of random bullshit with, like, a, a different ref beating down people with, like, three, with two different interferences and someone getting chloroformed. Like, what? I just can't. I don't know. It was just so weird. That is weird. The chloroform, I just – when you hit me with the chloroform, I was just like – Yeah, but like, you didn't what? see that one coming. Bro, the last time I heard, I think I recall chloroform being involved in wrestling was when Giant Gonzalez chloroformed the Undertaker and got himself disqualified at WrestleMania. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, it was wild. Fucking wild. I, it, I don't know. For me, it's a miss out. Like I said, it wasn't really anything exciting. It was kind of a boring match, otherwise. Hmm. And it really didn't need a commercial break because it was like a, it would have been like a ten minute long match anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not like yeah, it's not like it was a long match that like needed a like that like that like. You, it would have made a little bit of sense to put a commercial break in because, like, it's long. Mm-hmm. No, it was like a ten minute match. Like, it was Jesus. like it didn't need a commercial break. It was so it was dumb. That's just I can't even, man. Wow. Well, all right. Well, after that miss out, what's your first match you got this week? Well, going off of that, I decided to c- continuing with the theme of the collective. I decided to find a match for Blake Christensen. And if you've listened to the episode we had of Independent Waters in the Collective, you will know that I was high as a kite on this guy. Yes. So I wanted to find a match of his. Didn't care who it was against. Just wanted to find one. The one I ended up picking was Blake Christensen versus KTB at GCW's Lights Out. Oh, nice. Now, I didn't know who KTB was because... KTB I, was the guy from Iron Beast. See, this was nice. This is the nice part because commentary immediately said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I only knew we them as Iron Beast. We saw them. Yes, I noticed this as the match was started. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm like, this will be good then because he was good. It's, it's KTB and Shane Mercer, correct? I believe in Iron you Beast? are correct. Because I forgot their names individually. I just remembered they were Iron Beast. Yes. So... As I learned from this match, right off the bat, first off, the KTB was in Iron Beast, which I was like, oh, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Second match was, this is actually Blake's debut match in DCW. Really? Yep, this is his first match. Very interesting. Real quick note on KTB. Have you been watching the show on IWTV called The Mass Wrestler recently? I have not, but I feel like I've heard of this. It's very, very good. Um, it's like a show where like two people in mass wrestle mm-hmm. and you don't know who either one is, but the, and then it's like, it's like a tournament, right? And it's oh. like a bunch of mass wrestlers fighting each other. Interesting. And the winner of the tournament gets, is going to get a independent wrestling title shot. Oh shit. Against Warhorse, the champion. Oh yeah. Um, Cause he's the longest reigning champ, right? Yeah. So whoever wins gets a shot for that title, but you don't know who any of the wrestlers are. 
until they lose. Once they lose, they have to unmask. And there's like three judges who like there's like three judges who watch and they have to like try to guess who the who the wrestler is, who Mm -hmm. the wrestlers are. And it's really really cool. And uh, spoiler alert for anyone who is watching the Mass Wrestler and isn't on episode two yet, shut it off now or fast forward a little bit. KTB was one of the mass wrestlers on episode two, was, which was very, he, he unmasked and I was like, Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That is a, that's, that's fun. I, I might have to watch that. If I ever catch yeah. It's, it. it's really, really cool. Uh, it's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. cool to watch two wrestlers. So you don't, who you do. Nobody knows who they are watching some other indie, indie, indie wrestling people from the indie wrestling world. Try to guess. Mm. who's in the ring it's neat it's a neat concept for sure does sound neat yeah all right anyway continue i'm sorry oh it's fine that was actually uh, this uh it was enjoyable i actually didn't (laughs) i've heard of it but i didn't know much about it so that was good to know um it's on every wednesday after dynamite oh well that's helpful okay uh fun fact about this match by the way that i forgot to mention joey janelle is actually on commentary for this match Hmm. and i was like oh this i'm like that's nice makes sense big gcw name yep big all right, so the match comes out. KTB is clearly the uh, – he's the crowd favorite. No, it's not that people hate Christian. It's that the KTB is just an established name at this point in GCW, whereas no one knows who Christian is. Okay. Christensen is. I mean, it's Christensen, yep. right? Yeah, I'm fucking not. I'm not going to fuck this name up in, as <laughs> as much as I hope I will. But um, so the game, the match literally starts with KTB just tossing Christensen off of him. Like, he literally just tries to grapple him. He just throws him. He then Yeet. flips him off and yells, fuck you at him. <laughs> Which then, Blake responds with a running knee, a drop kick, and then a triple suicide dive to the outside. Which sends oh, KTB back to the bar around the ring. Because, as I forgot to mention, this match takes place in a bar in Tennessee, I believe it is. It's nice. definitely a bar, though. Because I remember, like, he gets knocked bar, all fight, the way back to bar, the bar. Fight, you, bar, Basically, fight. yeah. Which... As I wrote down here, is a good way. To, it was a good way to show how this battle is basically a fight between if Blake's speed can outdo the power of KTB because KTB was just going to throw him around the ring. So they get back into the ring and Blake hits a series of kicks before KTB just kind of tosses him over his shoulders and like, okay, how do I put this? You know how like when the Dudleys do like the 3D and like he kind of lifts him up but he doesn't like toss him. Mm-hmm. Uh. Imagine that, except instead of holding on to him, he just kind of tosses him over his head. Here's okay. the thing. There's a bunch of air ducts above the ring. And Blake Ooh. literally hits the air duct above the ring. Oh, no. And I remember, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, he just hit the air duct. It was like, Jesus Christ. And then KTB went up to him as he's, like, you know, recovering from hitting the air ducts. And then just flips him inside out with a German suplex, basically. Jesus. I was like, I am so ready for this match. And I was like, he literally threw him into the vents. And we were like three minutes into the match. Jesus Christ. I know, right? So then KTB hit a series of chops on Blake, which literally lit up his chest from white to red. It sounded awful. But after watching The Collective, I know that Blake apparently is a glutton for punishment and just takes chops to the chest every day. (laughs) <laughs> and just is fine with we it. didn't see him take a ton of chops and he just fucking soldiers on he then hits yep. a follow away slam which i which sends him literally soaring across the ring i was just like he's literally throwing him around <laughs> i was like jesus christ after just, he, and you go this way and you go this way exactly he kicks out of that 
And then um, when he puts him in the corner, when he runs at it, um, Blake then inziguries him in the face, right? He falls into the corner. He then decides he's just going to 619 him in the ring. Like, he, like, runs okay. towards the corner and 619s the ropes to kick him in the chest because he's face first into the ro- into the turnbuckle now. Which nice. I just thought was cool. Uh, <laughs> I wrote here that, um, unfortunately for him, he goes for a, um, you know how, like, sometimes wrestlers will, like, do, like, a full flip in the ring and then they'll, like, jump up and do something like a face buster? Mm-hmm. Blake tried to do something similar where he did a back senton. Like, he back, he, like, back somersaulted, right? Oh, nice. And he jumped up. And I assume he was going to go for his stunner, which he does sometimes. And instead, KTB just caught him and hit him with a smooth-ass blue powerbomb. Blue thunderbomb. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this match is insane. Which was... <laughs> he kicks out of it, too. So then KTB... This is cool segment where KTB ties his arms and legs up. So, like, he can't move in the ring. It's kind of like, like where he's, like, stuck and he can't actually move theoretically. Mm-hmm. He then just gets behind him and just starts pounding on his chest with chops it just sounded awful for him yeah i bet that probably that probably sounded like just uh the worst it just sounded just just like thunder being struck jesus so then there's this cool but then ktv gets out of it kind of where he like gets his arms undone right mm-hmm. he jumps on the bottom rope and all of the one wrestler i forgot his name right now but he's the one who uh doesn't have legs when he wrestles like he the guy who's like doesn't what, what's his name? You know, the I'm guy saying? who doesn't have legs when he wrestles, as if he has le- as if he has legs. <laughs> no, it's the um, as if he just sprouts them when he's not wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, crawls around the ring. What's his name? Yeah, I know, I know, I don't yeah. know. I don't oh, know I feel so bad. I can't remember his name right hold now. On. But he does it like hold that, on, where on. he um, he bounces off the bottom of the the bottom rope, and he actually stunners KTB from it, and then gets his legs undone, which I thought was just really cool. Oh no, I just realized what we're getting to now. Okay, so um. The two then hit each other, and um, KTB ends up on the apron, right? Now, it's an important thing to note here at this point that um, there's a support beam by the ring. Okay. Like, it's a black metal support beam that's not, it's not like, um, it's not part of the ring. And KTB is trying to punch, is tr- actually, no, Blake is trying to punch KTB off the apron into the pole, right? And it doesn't work, and um, then he runs towards KTB, and KTB just looks like he just straight punches Blake in the face, but he didn't, and he knocks him out, right? Okay. Which at this point, I was like, ooh, that, 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 that's nasty. I was like, okay, what, what are you going to do with him? He then gets him, he then suplexes him into the pole, but Blake decides he's going to be Spider-Man and wraps his legs around the top of the pole and stays up there. It's Dustin Thomas, by the way. Thank you, actually. I was I was hoping that, that I, you were looking that up while I was describing this. Yes. <laughs> he then... So yeah, Blake's wrapped up on the pole like Spider-Man at this point. And then he just transitions that into a Hurricane Rana on KTB on the outside. Which, okay. I was just like, what the fuck is the match? He then... There's a bit more back and forth here before um, <laughs> the next segment I have here of note is that um, so KTB gets Blake in the corner, right? He runs at him and he uh, he forearms him in the face, right? He then throws him into the other corner. He then runs towards Blake and he tries to punch him, right? Okay. But Blake ducks him. 
And because he swung so hard at him when he was, like, trying to hit him, he actually fell face first into the mat. Like, he ran towards him in the corner. Blake ducked. He went back at him again. He swung so hard that he just fell face first. I thought that was actually really a really cool little detail. I wish more people did stuff like that. Okay. Blake then hit this really cool thing where he uh, he got him in a bulldog, right? He ran, okay. and then he flipped both of them into the corner. Like, him and the other guy flipped into the corner. And, like, I'm not sure if I was gonna ha- supposed to happen, but I liked it nonetheless. Looked cool. Looked weird, mm. too. He then hits uh, another springboard moonsault in the ring where he almost hits the duck that he hit before again, but he doesn't somehow. He then gets a door out, which, of course, if this is GCW, you know that they like to bring out doors every other match. Just break them, because... Sure. Yeah. Doors. Who, who needs Who needs doors? Exactly. I mean, who needs tables when you have doors? Exactly. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. So, um, KTB then gets the best of the next exchange and slams it, um, um, Blake onto the ground, right? He then sits his own spring forward moonsault. Okay. But Blake somehow kicked out of it, and I remember I was visibly surprised that he actually kicked out, because I thought for sure this entire match that Blake was going to eat this pin, right? The two of them fought for a bit. Blake hit a Spanish fly on KTB, and he somehow kicked out of that. The two of them get onto the, um, the, uh, oh god, I have this written down. Blake gets onto the apron, right? Yeah. And he jumps on the ropes. And okay. kind of like a Styles Clash, right? Not a Styles Clash, uh, Phenomenal Forearm, right? Okay. KTB actually catches him. Like, he has him in, like, a, a press, right? And remember the support beam I talked about? And how it's not gimmicked? I don't know why Blake let him do this to him, but he let him throw him into the support beam. Like, he just got straight thrown into it. Okay. Looked awful. And uh, I was just like, you guys are insane. Why would you do that to him? Why Why? why do this to yourself? Why, why, what have you done? Mm-hmm. He then hits a... KTB hits a splash and jackhammer, but he kicked the Blake kicks out again. And again, Jesus, I didn't expect course. him to kick out because I thought he ate the support beam, so he was done. <laughs> So KTB then set up some uh, the fucking door on the outside with like two chairs that looked something straight out of um oh god it was like um oh I'm not gonna remember this right now but it looked like something out of like a like a wedding kind of they like wedding chairs I don't know where he got them from okay and uh, the two of them then fought to put the other one through the uh, table and uh, it ended up being uh, with Blake hitting uh, a DDT on uh, KTV on the apron which stunned him allowing him to then flip onto him through the table. He then rolled him into the ring and hit him with his signature 450, and he actually picked up the win. And Whoa! I know. The two then shook hands after the match, which I thought was a nice callback, because uh, at the beginning of this match, KTB literally had no respect for him at all. He literally told him to fuck off. And at the end of the match, he shook his hand. Commentary put him over huge as well. This match gets a mark out for me, by the way, in case you can't tell how much I like this match. Okay. This match was absolutely insane. I don't yeah, know. It, it sounds like it was bonkers. I don't know why they put so much into Blake's first match, but I'm glad they did because he's amazing. Oh god, that's, that's great. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, a... they probably. I mean, they probably saw the potential in him, right? Like, oh, dude, they it. called the commentary literally compared him to Will Ospreay. Like, oh they, Jesus! It yeah, was they a, really went in. They really were high on Blake, and you know, it's nice to see that years later, he's. He was not. He was like, my bad. This is a year ago. He was a good choice. Yeah, it's nice to see. Like a year later, he was a great choice, and uh, we got to see him live. That's awesome. 
All right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's great. I'm glad that match was a mark out. A match sounded insane. It uh, is brutal, fast paced, and very exciting. I definitely need to check that out. All right. So my second match, we got a match from Inspire Pro Wrestling. Ooh. We got Ricky Starks. Oh, I love Ricky. Starks. Taking on Effie. Ooh, Effie. Yeah. Wow. All right. This is a match that is just oozing charisma between these two guys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ricky Starks. Ooh. Ricky Starks and Effie. Like, come on. That match is just, like, dripping with charisma. The ring couldn't handle it all. <laughs> uh, this match was great. I really, really like this match a lot. Um, these two guys really just beat the crap out of each other. And they also added some funny moments in there as well, which I always love. Of course. Uh it was this one point where Ricky – I didn't know Ricky Starks does, like, his own version of the People's Elbow. I believe so, yes. I think where I he, like, it. he like does the whole People's Elbow thing where he, like, kicks their arms in. And mm. then he does just, like – and they just, like, a senton. Yes, I believe so. Uh, Yeah, that was – that, like, threw me off. But then they were, but then commentary was like, oh, this is becoming more of a signature of Ricky Starks than The Rock. And I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really um, now? Uh, there was a big, there was a huge spot where uh, Effie's going. I mean, Ricky Starks is going to spear Effie in the corner, mm-hmm. and Effie sidesteps it and just throws Ricky Starks into the ring post. Oh! But it looked so brutal because Ricky Starks like dove and just slammed the ring post and fell to the outside. He didn't just oh. like shoulder it and hold it and like fall back in the ring. He like wet dude like did like a straight suicide dive into this thing and just Jesus. landed on the outside. It looks so brutal. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was that? wild to watch. It was a crazy, crazy spot I was not prepared for. Mm. Um, And there is a really funny point a little bit after that where Ricky has Effie in the corner. Mm-hmm. And Ricky gives Epi- Effie a purple nerfle. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, uh, all it did was make Effie more powerful. I was going to say, please tell me Effie enjoyed this somehow. <laughs> Effie, it, it made, Effie smiled and grabbed Ricky Starks' hands oh. and like shoved him off and threw him in the corner and then gave and then started, and then bit uh, and bit Ricky Starks' nipple. <laughs> what the? Okay. And then just hits him with like a giant, like a giant suplex, like a giant, like uh, underhook suplex, mm. which was great. Uh, there is a really nice Hurricane Rana reversal at some point by Starks into like a Boston Crab, where uh, Effie goes for like a big Hurricane Rana, but then Starks catches him, goes mm-hmm. up for a power bomb. Okay, Effie tries to get reverse back into a Hurricane Rana again, but then uh, Starks like sits down and like grabs his legs and. Just Puts it into a huge Boston Crab. Ooh. Um. And then there was, of course, the classic point in any Effie match where Effie pulls down the pants of his competitor. Of course. Uh. And there is one point where Ricky Starks' ass is just out, and there and he's wrestling, and then he uh he does like a seated senton onto Effie with his bare ass. Oh my Which again, God. which again makes Effie more powerful. <laughs> Effie then gets up. Pulls down his pants, and these two do entire ass sequences with their asses out. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> there's literally whole sequences where their their like their asses are just hanging out. They do like whole things. That's... It's it's wild. That's a ha- that does sound wild. That's the best way I could describe that. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, it's like it's like <sighs> their their trunks are just holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> for like the rest of for like old Ricky's are holding on to for like the rest of the match because he never actually fixes them. Effie Effie at one point fixes his, but like Starks never gets his right. Oh, <laughs> um, but it was really it was really wild to just watch like just wrestling, but just asses also, <laughs> just both of their butts just out. Uh, there was a huge huge spear that Stark hits on Effie. Mm. Uh. And then that didn't get the job done, so Starks goes to pick Effie up for a tombstone. Mm-hmm. But then Effie like does the thing where he like falls and like reverses it into his own tombstone. Gotcha. You know, like where they like flip. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. And then Effie hit the tombstone on Ricky Starks, gets up on the top rope, hits him with an elbow drop, and gets the one, two, three. Wow. Effie wins this match, and it was a title match. They didn't really show. I didn't really get to. They didn't really announce it in the beginning or talk about it mm-hmm. that much, but uh, it was apparently a title match that Ricky Starks had the title and that Effie won. Oh, yeah. Like I said, they didn't really mention it much, which was weird. They didn't like hype it up to be like a title match a lot, Damn, which I... threw me off because like at the end they're just like, "Oh my god, Effie's the new champion!" I was like, "Wait, the what?" And then it just faded out to black. I was like, "Wait, what? What?" Wait a second. Please, <laughs> I was like, please, "Wait, no. wait, hold on, wait." Can't just do that. <laughs> what do you win? <laughs> This is bullshit. Uh, I'm I'm assuming it's like the Inspire title. I assume so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that match was really cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was just really good wrestling. These two really just beat the crap out of each other. I gave this one a mark out for me. Wow, two mark outs back to back. Yeah, I was just waiting for a match where Effie went and Effie went in this one. Yeah, me, you, me, or I believe it was you, me, and Ryan. I'll talk about this or talk about this at the collective at one point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we all believe that Effie can go, and we were just kind of waiting for, to find a match where he really, like, went. Yeah, this match versus Starks was really, really good. I liked it a lot. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, we both got our matches out of the way this week. So now that brings us to the match we both watched. We watched... Two seconds. We watched I have Kimberly a... versus JT Dunn. From Beyond Wrestling in a three out of five falls match. Yeah, you picked this match for us this week, and uh, I did. I picked this one. I uh, was Zach. What did you think about this match? Let's I... let's kick us off with what, what what we thought about this one. Uh, hold on. Let me count this out here. Four words for you. Okay. I fucking loved it. This match was awesome, right? Amazing. This match was sick. These two beat the absolute snot out of each other. Loved it. Oh, it was God. it was great. Uh it starts it starts it starts off really slow. Mhm. But then after that first fall, oh boy does it does it go. Yeah. Does it just go into overdrive? Yeah. Uh, like, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the uh I enjoyed the uh, story they told here, the fact that the two of them are very equally matched. Mhm. Like the first fall was just a lot of chain wrestling where they, each of them kind of just kept doing the same thing for each other. Whereas, like, you know, Dunn went for Lee's shoulder. Lee went for his, like, his left leg, I believe it was. Yeah. It was it was, uh, it was, it was a very equally matched match. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. 
and it was in front of like ten people. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was in front of like ten people, and the crowd. Maybe, was... maybe well, the, the crowd was maybe like what, like thirty max, something like that. But I know it was for... small. It was a small, small crowd. I remember uh, very specifically being a little sad when the crowd was all for JT Dunn, and no one cheered for mm-hmm. Lee when she came out, and I was like, "You guys, like, you." Just they wait. were cheered for her afterwards, though. Yeah, afterwards, Damn. but when she came into the match, I was like, "Bruh." Like, yeah, that on. was rough. Oh. But this match starts off, like I said, very, like, back and forth on submissions. Mm-hmm. These two are, like, just trying to, like, feel each other out, just trying to get, like, any any damage in on each other to start off. Yep. Uh, like... And then JT Dunn hits, like, a double stomp off the top, a double stomp off the top rope to the back of... It, it was almost like War Horses finisher, where he just hits a double stomp yes, to the back of the was. neck. And JT Dunn gets the first pin mm-hmm. out of, uh, in this three out of five falls match. Yeah. Uh, if I recall correctly, the I, I like this this pin because throughout the match, like I said, they kept like they literally kept mirroring each other. Like there was a sequence where like Lee did like a, I think it was a jawbreaker to him, and then an Inziguri, and he did the, the did the exact same thing back to her. Yeah, and then she it was lost. Like an anything you could do, I could do better. Yeah, and then she lost when she tried to do something different, and Dunn caught her out on it, and then hit her with the with the um, what was it? Um, oh, I remember. She put him in a tree of woe. He then mm-hmm. pulled her off the top rope, and then as she was getting up, he hit her with a double stomp. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like, ripped her down by her hair and just flipped her yep. over. The second fall was, uh, if I recall correctly, like, the two of them was just, like, a brief fight. before. It Lee... was a brief fight. It was, Lee got a roll-up in. Yeah, Lee hit a really good fall. tornado DDT, and then uh, Hurricane rana him into the um into a, pin, into a roll-up for the win. Yes, so... This third it's one, it's one to one at this point. They both get one. They both get a pinfall right off the bat, and then the most of the rest of this match takes place on the outside of the ring. And now you might think that it's like, oh, how can this be? How would this match be good if it's all just on the outside? Just wait. This match takes place a lot on the outside of the ring. These two start brawling on the outside. There's one point where Kimberly is a, is is like leaning on like a brick pillar. Oh. And he, uh, JT Dunn goes to chop Kimber and just and Kimber dodges and he just smacks the shit out of a brick wall, and I was like, oh no, oh his poor hand. Mm-hmm. Oh that lo- it sounded so loud too. It did. Oh man, and there's one thing that I would like to note here is at this point both the competitors are quite tired. Yeah. But- it does not take away from this match's energy. Like, because each strike they do, it's like they get everything they can out of each strike, and everyone mm-hmm. just connects well. Yeah. So they start brawling around the ring. Uh, oh. This is the this is the point where I should bring up. Yeah. This is also say. taking place in a room with two rings. Yeah, I was going to say, we should probably mention that for what's There's a second next. ring in the room as well. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that they go around, they keep resetting the ref's count. Like, one of them keeps rolling back in and coming back out, rolling back in, coming back out. They keep resetting the count. Uh, and then JT Dunn, like, throws Kimberly onto the apron of the second ring, mm-hmm. hits her with, like, a big boot, knocks her out. Then JT Dunn gets up on the first ring they were wrestling in, runs runs along the apron, and jumps ring to ring and does a gigantic leg drop onto the back of Kimberly and just hits the floor. It was... It, looked... it was... It was wild. I I, that it. that made that just made me go, "What the fuck?" I was like, "What?" Love that. Yo, that one got that spot got me. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, that was a was... ring to ring, just leg drop, and they both just crash to the floor, mm-hmm. which leads to unfortunately 
a double count out. Yeah, I think which the two... ties ties the falls up two to two. Yeah, they get up. I think I think I recall correctly. The two of them get up. They start to fight. They double pump kick each other in the face and just knock each other out. That was later. Was the, the, the yes the, the the to make it two to two the double count out was the leg drop spot. Yes. Because they both, neither of them got up after that. Oh which yes, is fair. That was a yes because <laughs> they fair. couldn't get into the ring and then yeah they couldn't get back into the ring. Then they got uh, up. After then the they count got out. counted out. And then they, then they got up again. They got up, they got up got back in the ring fought a little bit went back outside again. Uh, I think yeah they went back outside and then there's a point where they both hit each other with a bicycle kick in mm-hmm. the face at the same time and knock each other out, which leads to. The third fall, but it's three to three, so the ref calls a draw. The ref rings the bell. He's like, it's over. It's done. You both got to three. It's a draw. Mm-hmm. But then the crowd starts chanting, one more fall. Mm-hmm. One more fall. There's, like, one guy in and the crowd the ref- that was really upset with this. I'm pretty sure that was the announcer, too, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the crowd is begging for one more fall. The ref, dis- the ref, like, has, like, a sidebar with some random guy off to the side. And they end up doing sudden death. So next fall wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these two for this last fall, oh my god! Yeah, they <laughs> they beat the snot out of each other for this one. It's gonna it it was a fucking slobber knocker. To yeah. quote Jr. here, like it was like <sighs> I like this a lot. I like that Lee attacked Dunn's leg again, and like his leg mm-hmm. at this point, by the way, is literally like injured. Like if she kicks it, he almost falls over. Yeah, it was a. I love this one segment where, like, he kicks her leg, she kick, like, she kicks his leg, he kicks her leg, she kicks him again, he suplexes her with a German suplex, she no-sells it, yeah. and screams like an animal before she then eats just this meaty-ass lariat in the face and just goes down, and I was just like, I remember I wrote, I wrote here, I wrote, holy yeah, she shit, that, she, she's she alive that, when she kicks it, out of it. Was it that, and that, yeah, and then there was, like, a little bit of a sequence toward the end where it was, like, they were reversing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT Dunn ends up blocking one of Kimberly's kicks and hits her with a big elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost looked like the bull hammer that uh, yeah. Wade Barrett I, used to do. Yeah, he, like, the, pulls down his elbow pad and just wails yeah. him. Well, this, I believe this segment was, um, the two of them are literally fighting each other. Like, they're literally hitting one person, trying to run. The other person is grabbing them and pulling them back and hitting them. And then... It's ironic that Lee's downfall here is she tries to one-up him by doing what he did, and because she grabbed him back, he kicked her away and hit her with the bull hammer and knocked her out for the win here. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I thought the match was fucking awesome. Thought told yeah, this this really match really good story. This match ruled. I really like this one. Told a- uh, even though there was two double double falls, I still really like this one. I actually didn't hate it as much, only just Me neither. because it I, told I, this I, great story between the two exactly. of them. Exactly. It told the great story of match. these two just want to kick the crap out of each other and beat the crap out mm-hmm. of each other no matter what it takes. But because they're both equally matched, neither one can get the upper hand on the other one. So either. they just keep knocking each other out. Yep. This match is freaking great. Yeah, this match ruled. Uh, I gave it a mark out easy. I did too. Uh, it was. It's so so good. It's free. It is on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's on Beyond Wrestling's YouTube channel. Yes, I believe uh, so. So go check it out over there. Kimberly versus JT Dunn, three out of five falls match. It was awesome. Definitely worth the watch. Super super good. Mm-hmm. Easy mark out. Oh, easy. Go check that out immediately. All right. Well, 
we did all of our matches for this week, Zach. Mm-hmm. We got our markouts. We got a miss out. We got our mez. So that just leaves us with the double down, the where double. we revisit where we revisit some matches from last week from each other's perspectives. Zach, what match did I give you to watch? You gave me. Let me scroll up on my notes here. You gave me Jamie Hader versus Mercedes Blaze. Yes. I actually so. <laughs> To start this match, I forgot what you had told me about this match. So when I walked through this match, I was like, all right, let's see what this is. <laughs> I forgot how long this you told me that this match took to get started. Yeah, it takes a minute. <laughs> I was like, wow, this match is just taking a while to get started. Though I did enjoy watching Hater argue with children in the crowd. That was funny. I, I thought yes, that was very quite good. funny. Um, the match got uh, started. It was its usual, like, typical, like, face versus heel shtick. I thought Blaze's mm-hmm. combo where she uh, backflipped out of the corner and then used that to uh, throw Hater's face first in the corner with the Hurricane Rana was cool. I thought that was creative. The shotgun gr- drop kick was one of my highlights of this match. Just like you said, that shit looked nasty as hell. Yes. That, shock- that shotgun drop kick into the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bla- oh, God. I liked um, I liked Blaze's finisher a lot, too. Like, I thought it was, like, it's just a cool finisher. Okay. Um... I enjoyed how also how the long star of the match played into the ending of this match because you know she was taunting the crowd and she, because she taunted with the crowd she got hit with the with uh, Blaze's finisher. Mm-hmm. Though like I oh I kind of in the same boat as you was like there wasn't anything super special in this match outside of like the stuff I just mentioned like the shotgun drop kick. Yeah. And I kind of was yearning for more when I ended it. I was like mm, like I wish you had given me a bit more oomph to it. Yeah, I had that same feeling. I think. I have to say though, I, it's it's got to it's gonna be a meh for me, and like it was it wasn't bad. It's just I I kind of wanted a bit more to it. Yeah, that's fair. What did I give you to watch? You gave me none other than Robbie Eagles versus Marcia. Ah, uh, yes, this match because I remember I was conflicted from on what EPW I wanted to give Perth. this rating. Yes, uh, from Hell or High Water 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh I loved this match, like, a lot. I really, really like this match. Mm. Robbie Eagles has one of the most creative movesets I've ever seen. He's really good. Uh, He does so much cool shit in this match that just made me be like, what the hell? I didn't even know a person could do that. Mm-hmm. Robbie Eagles, I have my, my notes here are, Eagles is so fast. Next note, Pitt is so strong. <laughs> Uh, these two definitely played to each other's strengths really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Eagles sold for Pitt like death, making Pitt look like a monster, just throwing him around. And Robbie Eagles is just so fast and so quick. And Marcia's Pitt did a great job selling him, just being like, I am getting hit with so much offense, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Eagles is like when he – Eagles is like a machine gun, right? Yeah. He's just like – Goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. But Marcia's pits like the shotgun. He like yeah. hits you hard. He hits well, you hard. Like it's gonna take you a little bit to get that next shot, but when he hits you, he hits you. It's gonna hurt. Yeah, but Eagles is like like all over the place. This match was nuts. Um It was a really cool they like uh I and like you said, it was a Basically a three-on-one match this time. Yes. Because Marcia's Pitt had, like, two two of his uh, friends outside the ring helping him the whole match. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one really cool part where Eagles kicks out of the first at five after the distractions yep. the run. Uh, kicks out of that first at five. And then there was a point where P- 
hit Irish Whip's eagle into the ropes, and eagle like grab he like falls out and like grabs the ropes and swings himself back in. Yeah, and just does like a super kick. I remember that. Just like a that that rebound super kick from the bottom ropes mm-hmm. was insane. I know, right? <laughs> that was nutty. The way he just like was like, and I'm back. Bam. This match was insane. This match ruled. Uh, mm-hmm. In the end, though, like you said, Marcus Pitt ends up taking the victory uh, with a second F5 after yet another distraction from his friends. Mm. Uh, but this match was absolutely bonkers. Like, they kicked the crap out of each other. These two put on an awesome show. I loved it. I'm giving it a mark out. Yeah, I, I'm remembering now that I'm sitting – I was sitting here and I was describing to you and I was like, I have this written as a meh, but I don't – I'm not feeling that right now. When You I'm had it written it. as a meh, but you were describing it as a mark out. Yeah, see, I, I, I think if I recall, I gave the meh I, – I think I was torn between a high meh or a mark out and I said specifically last episode that I would, de- I would defer to your thing to determine how I would rate this. I'm definitely going mark out for me. Yeah, I like I'll have to give it to it because, like, I don't know what I what mindset I was in or if I was tired or something when I watched it. Because, like, I read my notes here and I'm like, this sounds awesome. It was awesome. This match was great. I I personally really liked it. I enjoyed. So it. I I am going to I am definitely going to give it that mark out. Uh, mm-hmm. That mark out seal of approval. Uh, go check that out free on YouTube. Robbie Eagles versus Marcus Pitt from EC- EPW Perth uh, at Hell or High Water 2018. Mm-hmm. Match is insane definitely worth the watch definitely a great match all right well that brings us to the end of this episode of independent waters we reviewed all of our matches this week we did the double down we got some markouts this week zach i'm mm-hmm. excited because last week it was all mess oh yeah so this last week, week we got some good matches that people definitely need to check out um markouts are the best matches to review because you, it's just so they're just so much fun i know right <sighs> It's, it's all right. getting all mess is a little sad, but it happens. There's nothing better when you find. Oh yeah, nothing, nothing at all. There, that feeling you get after you after you watch the match and you just like pause, you just like stop real quick and you just like, and you like know you watch that awesome match. Mm-hmm. That that feeling we had that we were talking about where you watched that awesome awesome match, and like you feel it exactly. in your gut and you were like, damn, that was a that was a yeah, banger. Exactly. You're just like. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Remember to go uh, leave us a review on iTunes, five stars or more. Give us, Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us how you're liking it. Uh, er, for an early podcast like us, only eight episodes in, we are small babies. Any five-star review, any, re- any review at all on iTunes helps. So please uh, do that if you can. And go subscribe to the network feed where we have – all of the all of our shows on the network. We have this. We got hit the books. We got Ryan's new show uh, every other Monday. G one and only. Go check that out. Uh, he also started his own new podcast. Uh, I, he's very excited about it. It's all about uh, people who only competed in the G one Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, just go check that out. It's a really good show. Um, and go check out Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan Knightsey book our own versions of SmackDown and Raw. And, uh, yeah, just subscribe and uh, stay with us through this transitional period of going from the Hit the Books Network to the Countout Network. Uh, we we will be doing that. Uh, I think the, the the changes go live officially on Friday with the release of the draft episode for the beginning of Season 4 of Hit the Books. 
go check out our website. You can find the link over on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and go follow us on. Speaking of Twitter, go follow us there at Hit the Books Pod. Go follow us over on at Hit the Books Podcast on at the Books Pod on Twitter, uh, where you can find our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general. Uh, and interact with us, and we, we love talking to fans on Twitter. It's one of my, it's one of our favorite things to do. We love interacting with people. Uh, so go hang out with us over there. And I think that about does it for this week. Go, like I said, go do all those things. A lot of plugs that time. <laughs> uh, but please go check that out. Uh, please go check all those things out. And uh, we love you. Th- we appreciate you for listening. Uh, and remember, there's a giant sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.